And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. about you doc manson at doc manson but i yeah. am exhausted me too i feel like i it's a good feeling but i feel like wrestling i, I want to tap out on wrestling not for long but there's just so much wrestling that has happened these last five days in a row there's just too much wrestling is that what you're trying to say dc matthews at the dc matthews it feels like it. And yet, I look, you can see it. You can see it. The WrestleMania wall behind me, where I'm trying to figure out what in the world it's going to be. Expect to buy the book in the future there, my friends. I'm trying to figure out what it's going to be, and there's just too much talent. Are... Yes? I'm worried about you. <laughs> I got permission. I was, I was, ladies and gentlemen of uh, the DDT besties and other listening uh, audience. DC literally has a wall of his house that is covered in multicolored post-it notes. He's clearly created some sort of color-coded system. Orange is NXT, uh, pink is Raw, and green is SmackDown. There's yellow in there too, which indicates you know match type or something of that nature. Okay, um, now just to paint a picture here for you, you know how on every episode of, like, <laughs> Law and Order, when, 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 they've, say that. when they've got the crazy guy who's trying to piece together the, mur- the murder, and this, I'm not talking about the cops who are piecing together their murder mystery legitimately, I'm talking about the crazy conspiracy guy who's in his house who's got the red string pinned and it's going across the hallway and through the room and it's created this this tangled spider's nest web web uh dc has turned his is this your bedroom no no this is my okay this is the spare bedrooms i hope we don't have company before wrestlemania oh man i'd have to take it down or someone would have because literally the bed the spare bed is right you there. say you say you asked for permission. Yes. But I'm going to need to have a safety check. <laughs> I need Mrs. Matthews to show up on video right now, or I'm not convinced that you didn't simply slay her <laughs> and have now decided that you're going to do whatever you want in your bachelor pad. She, I was telling her that I was, I was literally putting on my shoes, and I was like, I'm going to the dollar store just down the road. And she's like, why? And I was like, I need to buy index cards. And I explained that I normally write everyone's name on index cards and try to sort it out. And she was like, you bought a bunch of post-it notes because we have over in that corner a color-coded system that actually we started this summer, like a to-do list. Like, these are the things around the house we wanted to do. These are these things. She's like, we still have a bunch of them. Just put it up on the wall. And I was like, so I can't really tell. But did you have to stand on the bed <laughs> to put up these post-it notes? I knelt on the bed. 
Sure you did. No, sure you I did. I knelt on the bed. I've, I keep climbing up. I fill them out here, and then I go climb up on the bed. <laughs> and it's fairly... And up. ladies and gentlemen, I want to assure you, this is a bunk bed. So we had to actually climb a ladder to get on top of... <laughs> there he goes. He's... <laughs> Yeah, he's up there now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that is everything I hoped it would be. Yeah. Everything couple, and more. A couple times, you know, you're slightly worried you're going to fall over, and then, oh, man. But, yeah, maybe that's, also, sweat doing that. maybe that's also why I'm exhausted, because I keep clambering up on the bed to put <laughs> stuff up on the wall. That could be. That could be. Oh. All right. Well, I'm glad you're having fun I am. Um, with WrestleMania season. I am. I am. There's a lot to talk about. I have here our list of predictions and productions. I want to just go through oh Lord. quickly the entire thing, and I want to start with NXT because Doc Manson. Who, me? Perfect. Perfect productions for the entire card. Five for five. Brush that dirt off your shoulders. Well done. Don't know if that showed up on the microphone or not, but we're going to give that a shot. I was four for five. I I did not know. Granted, we were in a line, for obviously, for all of them. I really thought Shayna Baszler was going to take it, even though I I hate her like poison. Um, That match was terrible. The ending saved it with the the armbar and such. No. The match was terrible. I believe you tweeted out something where you said, I don't know that I have ever been this bored during a takeover. I did tweet that. That's like exactly what I tweeted. And I think that's absolutely true. I don't care for really either of those competitors, although Ember Moon, I feel like, has had some good matches in the past. But putting her there in there with the Shayna Baszler person, who I, I, I really don't think can wrestle very well, first of all. No, she's still and trying then, to figure it out. She's still an right. MMA fighter who's trying to make a go at wrestling. And, okay, so, like, I would, I, I sort of get it. You want to do this MMA thing. You want to have her be this legitimate sort of badass. You want to sort of do the Brock Lesnar thing, except, you know, maybe a different scale because it's NXT and it's not your main roster thing. I get that. You've got this lady. She comes in. She beats up Dakota Kai and everybody else and breaks people's arms. I get that's what you're going for. And you get into this match, and it's like you're pretending for a few minutes that she's some sort of badass real fighter who's just going to put you down every step of the way, right? That's how they even start the match. And that's what that's again, that's the story they've been telling us leading up to this. And then like one of the very first pieces of offense that Ember Moon gets in in this match is a series of three one-legged drop kicks back to back to back. And I am sorry, but if you are a legitimate MMA fighter, one, I believe the very first time that came at you, you would have plucked her out of the air and snapped her ankle like a twig, never mind the second or the third time in succession like that. Because the booking of that match, just the moves that occurred, did absolutely nothing for the Shayna Baszler character and storyline that they've been telling. It was detrimental, in fact. I, like, the entire thing, start to finish, was not good for anybody involved. I'm sorry, I didn't like it. Full disclosure, the only part I watched was the ending. 
because okay. I got up and wandered off. I left it running. I got up and wandered off. And I came back, and it was the arm bar spot. And, you know, and again, and I was like, all right, here I go. I predicted it. And, you know, I thought the fighting, you know, her fighting to get out of it was good. I thought the roll-up part was nice. But again, I feel this way about any sort of these things. If you get rolled up and you've put someone in a submission hold, let go. Yeah. Just just let go. Uh-huh. So. I mean, and here's the thing. So I make the Brock Lesnar comparison, right? And people are going to say, oh, well, Brock Lesnar doesn't just do the MMA stuff. You're right. Right now, he's not. Right now, he's wrestling a little bit more. But do you remember what Brock Lesnar did the first two years when he came back? Yeah. It was legitimately all shoot-style match. Yeah, like he broke people's arms. That was like the only thing he did, quote-unquote. Yeah, the Kimura. Right, for like for like two years. Those those matches where all he did was just destroy John Cena was like... All I'm saying is is they, they, they played that out with him. With her, I don't know what they were even trying to do at this point. Well, and I'm interested because she lost. And now... Jumping ahead a bit, Ronda Rousey is in WWE. So was this a one-off and now Shayna Baszler's going to be part of WWE, at least for the Four Horsewoman thing? Uh, are we not going to do that and she's going to stick around? Because sh- she lost. Technically, Ember Moon never has to wrestle her again if she doesn't want to because she lost. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, she didn't even have to... Be- she didn't have to wrestle her this time either. She only did it because that Shayna Baszler's being a bully. <laughs> I mean, that was the promo package that they played a thousand times that night. She's a bully. I'm going fight her and put my title on the line because she's a bully. Like, I, 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 again, just a storyline that I could care so little about. That Whatever, let's move on. Uh, the show began with the Undisputed Era versus the Authors of Pain for the tag team titles. The Undisputed Era retains. Again, uh, I thought Authors of Pain would make an appearance either on Sunday at the Rumble or on Monday or on Tuesday. None of that happened, um, which is curious because curious if they're going to be part of the road to wrestlemania you would think they would start off there but i I could be wrong um i'm i have a hard time with and the david and goliath little wrestler wrestles big wrestler big wrestler dominates little guy starts chopping away at the legs it's it's kind of overdone um this is going to be an unpopular opinion I, i don't really care for the undisputed era um, Authors of Pain had better matches with The Revival and with American Alpha. And DIY. Sure, and DIY. Yes. Like, I, they just looked awkward in their wrestling these big guys in a way that you could maybe say, well, Authors of Pain are kind of green or something, but I never felt that way in their feuds with any of those teams we just mentioned. So I have to put the blame mm-hmm. on the Undisputed Era. I, I would say the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are used to wrestling teams like 
War Machine, who we saw in the crowd, who are not your stereotypical big man team. They're a big man team that does strong style, that can do, you know, Warbeard Hansen does cartwheels and will do dives over the top rope and stuff like that. So I think they tried to wrestle a certain kind of style with the Authors of Pain, and I... I wasn't a huge fan of that match. The best part of that match was Kyle O'Reilly strumming his belt like an air guitar. Sure. That was the best part yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, like, there's, I'm just specifically thinking, I can't remember if it was Fish or O'Reilly, but somebody was just ch- chopping down the legs of AOP. I and every one single. Of them. That's kind of their, their shtick. And just the whole time they were doing it, like, every single time, Authors of Pain just looked like they were extending their legs out so far so that they could take the hits. It just looked ridiculous. And again, I can't remember that ever happening before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I thought it was an awkward match. And again, not really a big fan of it. Uh, next up was Velveteen Dream and Cassius Ono. I liked Another? This, I liked this match. It was not as good as Dream versus Black, obviously. But I thought it was good. I liked, actually, I was more taken with, I don't know when it happened, but all of a sudden Cassius Ono gets a robe and he's called the knockout artist. And I'm like, oh, he has a character now. He's not just the guy in the basketball jerseys. Like, that's his thing. He knocks you out. Okay, I I can go with this. And then, of course, again, I expected to see him on Raw or on SmackDown and it didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, that match I thought was very sloppy. Um, again, that's some, I think that might be something to do with Cassius Ono. I, I can't say I've been overly thrilled with any of his takeover matches that I can think of. Um, and Velveteen Dream, maybe, again, he's just not used to working with guys that size. Um, but again, it just looked, a lot of it looked sloppy. Um, Velveteen Dream had an excellent match with Aleister Black last takeover. But mm-hmm. I once again, I think that was because Aleister Black can have a good match with anybody. This show, at least for the undercard, seemed like a developmental pay-per-view. Like, it felt sure. it felt like, oh, these guys are still kind of figuring it out and honing their craft. Okay, that, that makes sense. So, but you don't normally get that. Usually you see a show that is on par with... And to be fair, the last two matches of this show... I just want to point out, though, we started with those two matches. The third match was the women's match, and it was around that time I made my tweet, and I got some responses on Twitter. Somebody asked, why are you being so negative tonight? I'm sorry, folks, but if you can't just look and subjectively look at the action being put on and say that that was not excellent quality, then you're looking at it with rose-tinted glasses. I'm sorry. It wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying it was like the doldrums. But again, compared to what we are used to expect from NXT, I don't really feel like any three of those matches were on par with what I expected from a takeover. Yeah, I think we have been spoiled on... Yeah, I mean, that may be true. That may be true. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And it's not a bad thing that we're not always going to get that way. But we did, you know. Um... While we're talking about some of the things that happened in the undercard, let's just throw this out there. Uh, War Machine, Trevor Mann, 
they're actually going to go with his real name, I think. He's not going to be Ricochet. He's not going to be Prince Puma, obviously. He's going to be Trevor Mann. And EC3, all in the crowd. We usually don't see multiple crowd shots. I, I was a fan. Okay, yeah, it was good. I liked it. We usually see crowd shots of, oh, hey, Kevin Owens is in attendance and he's rocking his Undisputed Era shirt. Hey, Sasha Banks is in the crowd for this awesome women's match. I mean, more more importantly, I think, than them going with Trevor Mann, to me anyways, is the fact that they apparently they're going with EC3. Let me tell you something. Because... I don't remember Derek Bateman. I didn't watch Tough Enough. And everything I heard about EC3, Ethan Carter III from TNA, I was kind of like, eh, okay. In that 15 seconds, just the way he was dressed and the way he looked and the three across, I was like, I'm in. Welcome to NXT, EC3. Tell me your story. I I was like... All I can say is, if they're going with the EC3 thing, Aunt Dixie better not be far behind. Hold on, my earphone, my earbud fell out. Better not be far behind or better not show up? Better not be far behind. Because the only way that makes sense, Ethan Carter III, is if Aunt Dixie Carter I don't is think, around the corner. I don't think, first of all, I, I don't think they're going to ever call him Ethan Carter III. I literally think they're going to call him EC3. Having said that, I bet Dixie Carter shows up on NXT television sometime in 2018. I'd like to see that. All right. Um, Aleister Black versus Adam Cole, the no DQ match, which apparently is a first in NXT history. Uh, they never had one before. What'd you think? Hmm. It was good. Aleister Black really, uh, pulled Adam Cole to a good match. You're not a fan of him either. I'm at this point, at this point I'm undecided, right? Because the undecided era, I'm just saying that. Alistair Black has had excellent matches with every single person he's brought into that ring. Adam Cole had a very good match with Alistair Black at TakeOver, but was that just Alistair Black doing his thing? I, I'm i still not sure. That's fair. I, I like Adam Cole. Um, I don't know what exactly... I don't know if it's that Adam Cole's already such a established name that they don't feel the need to give him big wins or it's that he wasn't brought here to get big wins he was brought here because he was a big name to put over no yeah maybe but i liked it i thought it was good i enjoyed some of the spots i thought it was a little long i seem to recall kind of falling out of it by the end Mm, but i i liked it i i don't don't remember but that might be because it was I did I did feel that the, the main event was long, but not in a way that bothered me. Well, yeah, and that match was real good. Almas and Gargano, I, we, neither of us, were super fans of Andrade Almas when he started out with the suspenders and the hat and all of that. Um, I, I'm a, you know, he's, he's grown on me, and I think you are going to look like a genius, not that you already aren't seen that way, uh, in five or so years when Johnny Gargano is the face of WWE. He's excellent. He has this way. He has just these, these facial expressions, I think, which, you know, they, they portray so much emotion, which is something that I feel is missing from a lot of performers 
and he's able to draw you into the match beyond simply the moves um, that, that, that make it up. And, and beyond that, he is an excellent wrestler mm-hmm. also. So he's honestly, okay, he's a small guy. You want to count that against him, fine. But otherwise, dude's a perfect package. I was just like, I was watching him at TakeOver, and I was like, Lo, it is the second coming of the Daniel Bryan Danielson. Like, honestly, he's got that underdog look and feel, and he could totally be that guy for that company. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a reason Shawn Michaels has taken such a shine to him, and I don't know if we ever saw that ab contest, but, like, Shawn Michaels, the rumor oh, is... Oh, I saw it. The rumor is that Shawn Michaels went to NXT, specific, like, is now shown up at NXT specifically to meet Johnny Gargano. That's awesome. Because, you know, sees something in him that speaks to him. So that match was great, and I what I liked was that they waited almost until the... They put up the little graphic that said the show was over. And then, yep. and I was like, okay, they did the Candice LeRae thing. Okay, fine, great. Maybe Champa, or Champa's still injured. And then, bam, and my bearded hero returned, and there was much rejoicing. <laughs> it was good. It was all good. I liked Candice LeRae. I liked her getting involved in the match, um, her taking on Zelina whatever her name is. Vega. Kyle, Vega. Right, Zelina Vega. Kyle would be Catwoman. <laughs> Well, Selena, Selena? Selena yeah, that's where I was going, Selena Kyle. Anyways, um, that was all good. I loved the end. You're right. I loved the little um, copyright box at the end. And then, boom, hit him with the crutch. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I thought was strange about the that very end of that show was he hit him with a crutch, and his leg was still in a brace. So it sort of implied to me that Ciampa is not ready to go. This is more just like a reminder that this is still a thing, but it almost makes me think that we're not going to see this progress in the immediate future. It might not be, you know, it might, I don't know his timetable or it's that, you know, there are still for right now, two months plus till WrestleMania, but you could be right. It could just be that literally Champa's just going to show up and haunt him. Well, because here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He didn't like. He didn't come out and interfere in the match. He didn't cost Johnny Gargano that. Instead, what it played like to me was because really, when you think about when Champa turned on Gargano, it was because Gargano couldn't get it done, and all of those matches, every single time. Gargano was just coming up short. And that just that look that he and the, the waiting, the fact that it wasn't interference, it was at the very end, he was coming up, and this that stare that he was giving Gargano, Chomp was giving to Gargano. Again, just it just reminded me that his beef with you is the fact that you cannot get it done. You can't win the big one. Mm-hmm. And it was like that crutch shot was. You know, what was the emphasis on that statement? The twisting of the knife. You lost another match on the big stage, and now I'm going to remind you that I'm never going to let you forget that sort of thing. Right. I liked that. I felt like there was more meaning to it. Well, and I will say, TakeOver New Orleans is shaping up to be a pretty big show regardless. I think we can all assume Aleister Black is going to wrestle... Andrade Almas for the title. I'm guessing that's where we're going. 
Um, yeah, we could delay it again, I but, suppose. But. but, you know, it could be. We could wind up seeing Gargano wrestle EC3 or even Trevor Mann or something like that in, you know, in a showcase. Every time match. you say Trevor Mann, it gets the Trevor mm part, and I always think it's going to be Trevor Murdoch. And I'm just like, no, no, not Trevor Murdoch. That'd be great. It would be, actually. I like Trevor Murdoch. Um, so, overall, TakeOver was good. Trevor Murdoch, by the way, he's above the Horner line. I would say so. Yes, he is above the Horner line. we got to get back into that. It's Yeah, we do. Um, that brings us to Sunday and the Royal Rumble proper. Uh, AJ Styles, you came out on top again, three for six, as opposed to my two for six. Wow. Becky Lynch. <laughs> nope. Come on, man. How could you be so gullible to think that Becky Lynch was going to win the Women's Royal Rumble? How can You could say, how could you be so gullible and then insert Bray Wyatt, Rusev, any of the people that I tend to, Bo Dallas, any of the people that I tend to support. One of these days, like Bray Wyatt won a title. It, every so uh-huh. often, every so often, I get it right. Okay. All right. Not that often. Right. I'm just saying, so a stopped clock is right twice a day. I am a stopped clock. <laughs> no, you are right less often than that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I aspire to be a stopped clock, is what you're no, saying. No, I'm, I'm kidding with you. I'm just joking. No, but, no. Uh, I, I, when it looks, there are times when you're right. When it comes to these sort of people, I was like, it would be a, make a perfect storyline, and we'll get to that, because that was the main event. That was the it main was. event of the Royal Rumble, for good reason. Proud of you. For good reason. The Women's Royal Rumble was much better than the men's. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I thought the Women's Rumble was an extremely entertaining match. Yep. And was probably the best Royal Rumble match that I have seen in low these last six years. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right. And I, I mean, I will say, to their credit, the men's Royal Rumble match is the best Royal Rumble match I had seen probably in the last five or six years also. This pay-per-view. But the women's was better. This pay-per-view, start to finish, was quite good. Let's not get crazy. Okay, well, let's start it off. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I liked it. Excellent. I got the prediction wrong, but I liked it. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. That was I good. liked the tags right away. You know, uh-huh. just keep switching out. Um, started off strong. Do you think this dissension is real? I don't know if you watched Raw and SmackDown. No, I didn't. This week, but AJ and Sammy are not fighting, but there's a little bit of blame going back and forth in terms of why they are no longer co-champions. And next week on SmackDown, they are wrestling... Kevin and Sammy? What did I say? AJ and Sammy? Kevin and Sammy, excuse me. Kevin and Sammy. Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn. And next week, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn are wrestling each other, I believe... To determine the number one contender, I think. No, I don't think so. They're wrestling for something. One of the, I think they're they're wrestling for some purpose. I believe it's for that. But if if so, they're probably just going to pin each other like, and so you're saying both. you don't think so? You don't think the dissensions? They can't end this already. It's too good. I don't think it's too good. All right. I hope not. Anyways, uh, then we. Were, I thought it was interesting that they did. Both yeah. SmackDown undercard matches first, then had a Rumble, yep. then did both Raw ones. Not the way I would have done things. 
Yeah, um, it was it was a strange thing, but, but I, the, I did notice. The Usos versus American Beta, also good. Eh. The Usos won in Straight Falls, which seems to be a more common thing yeah. now. Yeah, I I'll give it to you. Um, they didn't have a lot of time, was the thing. No. For a two out of three falls match on a pay-per-view with two Rumble matches, I... I always, I kind of was like, are they really going to give that match time? Well, I expected I mean, it to get moved to the pre-show, to be honest. And they yeah, had three enough. matches on the pre-show. You know, R- Rude wrestled Mojo. They had a cruiserweight match. They had something else. Um, something else. So, let's get to the men's Royal Rumble. Uh, interestingly enough, because it happened before the men's singles match, Braun you wouldn't think would be part of it. But then again, Rollins was part of it, and Cesaro and Sheamus were part of it. Did you yep. enjoy the whole Heath Slater storyline? The Heath Slater storyline? He kept getting hit, and it just took oh, him a long yeah, time. Oh, yeah, on the ramp, and then he got kicked. and then, and then Yeah, and then that was he, good. We were, he, we were dying over well, there. And then he yeah. wound up tossing out Sheamus, because I, I'm guessing Sheamus is injured to some extent, so they're not going to make him wrestle at a Rumble and then wrestle in a tag team match. Um, mm. But then he tosses out Sheamus and then immediately gets eliminated himself. Yeah. I mean, we were dying laughing when he got knocked down, and when the next person came in and just kicked, kicked him, him on the way, yeah. Corbin or whoever that was, yeah, it was good. We, we enjoyed it. That crowd loved Rusev. Yeah. Yep. Rusev coming out, what was that, number one spot? Number two. He was number two? Yeah. I think. Maybe he was number Not one. that one or two really matters. No. I've always considered that the same spot. Well, but, I yeah. think, yeah, it was Rusev and Balor were number one and number two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. He was all, they people were into him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's totally true. People love Rusev Day. Uh, they are selling a calendar now. Where Have you seen day this? Every day is Rusev Day. Yes. Yeah. Genius. It's pretty good. It's he pretty is the number good. one. Moving on to SmackDown, he is the number one contender to the U.S. title. He is going to wrestle, as Rusev put it, Bob Rude. <laughs> he's going awesome. To wrestle, he's going to wrestle Bob Rude next week. Looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> I Look, I just... The thing with Rusev is he was always going to be limited to the mid-card because of his gimmick. And now that he's finally, like, breaking out of that gimmick, I just find it disheartening that he's still limited to the mid-card. In this instance, because the next few months are going to tell us the AJ and Shinsuke story. No, it's not just that. It's that Rusev, I, I don't think he's ever going to be seen as main event material. You might be right. I have no problem with that. Enjoying mid-card wrestlers. just But I, I would love to see it. I'd love to see, you know, I guess SmackDown does have fast lane. So I'd love to see Rusev wrestle AJ Styles just to get a main event match. Even So if, they have know, fast lane now, but they got rid of Roadblock. Is that the case? Yes. Or? So Raw has the Elimination Chamber. SmackDown has fast lane. And then it's Mania. Okay. All right. So. Cool. Um, but yeah, uh, who were you more excited to see Rey Mysterio or the hurricane? The hurricane. I expected to see Mysterio. I, his name is on here for who I thought was going to make his return. Although I will say Rey Mysterio looked incredible. 
Well, I mean, that's what happens when you wrestle mostly on the independents and you come back as a part-time worker who can do steroids and not get tested for it. Well, okay then. I mean, I'm not accusing him necessarily of that, but we all know that that's the WWE's policy when it comes to guys like Lesnar, right? They taught us that with his doping scandal in UFC when they didn't do anything. So part-timers clearly aren't being held to the same standards, so it's entirely possible that's the case. I mean, I hate to, like, throw accusations around, so again, I'm not really making an accusation here. He looked good. The last few times I remember seeing him, he had to wear a shirt to kind of cover... You know? Yeah, I'll say he looked good even, I think, in Lucha Underground. But see, he, even that. at that point, even at that point, he was still wearing a shirt, though. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. But, yeah. I was super excited to see the hurricane, though. When that music hit, I was like, there is a man that I never thought I would see in the WWE ever, ever again. Well, and I know that a lot of people were like, oh, he's going to be the general manager of 205 Live. He's going to, you know, be the I'd guy. love it. Not the case. I don't think it's happening either, but I would love it anyways. Well, we know who the general manager is. Oh, that's, well, probably happened. It was announced this week, but I didn't pay attention. His name is Drake Maverick. Who? Drake Maverick, the new okay, general I... manager, otherwise known as Rockstar Spud. Really? Yeah. Uh, Which, to me, I had that same reaction. Kind of a, okay, you went with the uh, choice most people don't know. That's okay. I just feel like the last mm, the last time they did that kind of thing with a general manager, it turned out to be Brad Maddox. I, I, so, I, hmm. I will say, hmm. what I like about what 205 Live is doing while we're on the subject is they are having a 16-man tournament to crown... Nobody's ever said that in their life, by the way. What I like about 205 Live? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> first time. First time that's been said. Um, is that they're going to have a 16-man tournament to crown a new Cruiserweight champion. And the interesting What happened thing, to their last champion? Uh, he's No, he gave up the belt. Oh, oh weird. Uh, it's going all the way to WrestleMania. What about the champion before that? What happened to that guy? Who was the champion before him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Huh. Not a belt Weird. I necessarily would fight for. But <laughs> no, I don't think so. But, um, but yeah, apparently next week, they had a couple of matches this week, which from all reports were good. And next week, uh, Hideo Itami is going to wrestle Roderick Strong in this Cruiserweight tournament. I'm wondering if we're going to see the Hurricane or Rey Mysterio actually show Watch up. Watch out. There's a hurricane coming through. I love it. Oh, he's so good. Oh, he's so good. Anything else from And by the, the way, there was uh, uh, on WWE.com, there, there were backstage photos from the Royal Rumble event. I don't know if you've seen this one, if you've seen this one yet. But uh, it's a nice tactful black and white shot sort of over the shoulder. You can only see the back of the hurricane and the back of his head. But he, he's he's getting a nice shoulder grip, full face you can see there. From one Roman Reigns, and it just made me miss Rosie that much more, and made me think that if Roman Reigns <laughs> ever wanted to be the sidekick to a green-haired superhero, he could pull it off. How great would that be? Just if they ever did one of those Raws where, like, it's not part of the canon, and it was sure. just like, hey, let's have fun a one-off. With it. He showed up. With the rosy outfit, and what would be I'd great love it. 
as if it was the right size for Rosie. So yeah. he's just wearing yes. a hugely oversized sweatshirt. And, you know, and, you know, Hurricane could say something like, oh, man, you got hit with that growth ray and <laughs> something stupid, something comic booky. But it would be day, so good. Come on, WWE. I know I, I, I have a feeling. Well, no, that's not true. I don't think anyone from WWE listens to this show, but maybe somebody can get us in one day a year. Let Doc and I book the show. <laughs> just one. That's all we just, need. Just uh, one Honestly, day. if they just did one day a year where a show that was not canon, where it would literally be anything, they wouldn't even have to let me book it. I would watch that. Well, this, so is, what, this is kind of what the uh, Mixed Match Challenge is turning into. Braun and Alexa are essentially flirting with each other. Sami Zayn and Becky Lynch are talking about how they lost because they ate too much birthday cake for Becky Lynch's birthday. Like, this is not part of the WWE canon. That would be great. if it's that, All I know is that Braun show, Strowman and Alexa Bliss are going to go all the way. <laughs> He's just so ridiculously good. Because he, he does all the stuff that you saw in that main event match, throwing stuff and screaming at Brock Lesnar. And then she says that, and he's like... <laughs> he just has that look. Oh, yeah. my God. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. So let's jump ahead, because the, the bar versus Jordan and Rollins was good. They played up We're the Jordan. Bar. They played up the Jordan injury with, you know, his him holding his head and not participating, which was good for Jordan's character, and he was injured, so it made sense. Um, but I don't know I did think it was very strange that they bothered to have the match if he really could not wrestle. It furthered, they were able to make it work furthering the story, I yeah, suppose. But, I mean, they could have just and they could have just had him come out and taken two steps, not been able to do anything like they did, and then ended the match as they opposed could've. to making us watch 20-minute match. They had to kill some time. They had booked it. They didn't want to throw in the last minute. I don't know if you know this, but there was a two out of three falls match that easily could have eaten 20 You're minutes. You're not wrong. So. You're not. Yeah. Just so. Saying. Then we get to Brock versus Kane versus Braun, which did everything it was supposed to do. Kane was there for the exact reason Kane was supposed to be there. Here's my thought. Uh-huh. Outside of the fact that everyone in the world is telling us that Braun ver- uh, Brock versus Roman is what is going to happen. No, I said it last show. I- I'm saying it. It's Brock Braun, Braun Strowman is winning the Universal title at WrestleMania. I think so. I honestly think they may, and if they have, God bless them, but I think there's a real chance that they have decided yeah. Roman Reigns is out of that picture for Roman this Reigns, WrestleMania. Now, granted, we have the Elimination Chamber coming up. I'm sure Roman Reigns will be in that match. Just, yes. if anything, just to irritate everyone watching. But, oh, he'll be in it. But Braun Strowman, potentially retired Kane on Monday. It was a last man standing match. He Did you see the clip? No. He didn't lift up the announce table and throw it onto Kane. He lifted up the stage that the announce table sits on, up on the ramp, lifted that whole thing up, and just pushed it on top of Kane, who got stretchered out. Nice. So, obviously, Kane's off TV. 
Yeah. And Braun's essentially killed someone now. <laughs> and Roman Reigns lost to The Miz again. Right. Well, I mean, in all fairness, um, that means Roman Reigns isn't holding a title, which just means it increases his gravitational pull towards another one. Again, I just people are like, well, it's just what it's just what WWE does. And I'm like, if that's the case, Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't win the Royal Rumble. If that's what we didn't even talk about that part of the fact that Shinsuke no. won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, he won the Royal Rumble. He did. How do you feel about that? It's not the direction I would have gone. Oh, we all we know you would have booked Rusev, so it's we got it. I would have booked something up because AJ versus and this is why AJ versus Shinsuke doesn't need a title to be a WrestleMania match. It's a dream match. You could have that and then give the title to someone else. But then again, it's fine. I don't mind. I did I've watched their match from New Japan. I didn't enjoy it particularly, but maybe this one will be better. So, one, I'm disappointed that Shinsuke announced which champion he was going to go after immediately following the Royal Rumble match. That could have been at least a few weeks of television. We've talked before on the show about how a pay-per-view ends, the next Raw, they set up all of their storylines, and then they do nothing but spin their wheels for four to six weeks. Well, this time, they didn't even wait till Monday night. They literally did it right after the match. It no. was still Sunday during the pay-per-view. And I'm just like, where's the intrigue? Where's the, where's, like, just, Especially uh, give me something. Shinsuke versus Brock is also a match we've seen in Japan. And it was awesome. We could watch Shinsuke show up on Raw. Yeah. And have a Paul Heyman like they could have they could have brought it up. They're doing it with the women. Asuka still has not said what belt she's going for. Right. That's true. But it, yeah. It I get it. It got the crowd to pop. It got the crowd all excited, but it did kind of I mean, I honestly would have I think I would have preferred to see Shinsuke go after Lesnar yes. just so it would have been we would have known that something different was going to happen on Raw. You know what I mean? It would have it would have been like, oh, that was unexpected because everybody does still expect Roman Reigns, even if it maybe is gonna be Braun Strowman. Like it just would have completely shooken up that entire picture yep. uh, in a way that I just think would have been more interesting. Yeah, I agree. I would have liked it. Having said that, I have no problem with it. Uh, yeah, no, none. It should be good. So let's get to the main event: the women's. Royal Rumble. It was flawless. I watched it. Um, you know, family stuff took me to the Great White North unexpectedly. So I am in a hotel room watching it on an iPad. I've, the first time I've watched WWE Network on an iPad, it was not a bad time. There I expected go. there to be problems aplenty, but it was quite good. I, en I enjoyed it. I thought... I won't say it was perfect because it's hard to have a perfect match, but I have a hard time finding a whole lot wrong with it, except. Except. There was no iconic duo. Yeah, that was. I, I, I thought that was strange. I, I um, did not need to see as many women return as did, and I would have rather seen Nikki Cross. That said, that said, though, I think, I think given that this was the very first women's Royal Rumble, I think the number of women who 
returned from the past was appropriate. Um, I, I do think that they all worked well. I mean, maybe with the exception of Kelly Kelly, who was never very good, no. but even, you know, whatever. But outside of that, um, you know, it was great to see Lita. It was great to see Trish. It was awesome to see Tori. It was awesome to see Molly Holly. She looked like, great. That was phenomenal. And she did the Molly go round. I was just yeah. like, like the Molly go round is one of my favorite moves. Like it's just so good. And so, so we're in a hotel room. So Mrs. Matthews is there, and so you know, and she doesn't. I'm always... still not convinced you haven't slain her, though. I mean, let's be fair here. She hasn't shown up on camera yet, so. She's not coming in here. What are you talking? About? I know. That's true. That's why. The, that's the other reason why I'm allowed to put this up because she could care less what goes on in this room. Oh. Um, but yeah, I I I think I had the headphones on and I like kind of you know celebrated a bit and she was like what and they showed the replay and she was like, well that was cool. And normally yeah. Mrs. Matthews is not a huge fan of women's wrestling because the outfits are too skimpy and they're throwing each other around by their hair, but. I liked Beth Phoenix. I thought that was good. I, 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 yeah, Beth Phoenix is another one that I sort of felt like maybe didn't need to be there, but Michelle McCool, she looked great. She wrestled. She she showed a little bit of ring rust. I thought, yeah. but well, but again, it's been such a long time for a lot of these people. Lita hit a moonsault, and it wasn't um, the best moonsault I've ever seen. She almost died. Let's be honest. She barely completed that rotation. I, she almost landed on her head. Yes. But I thought the match but was But she good. did a moonsault. Yeah. I enjoyed... Um, I, I think it's actually kind of cool that the NXT champions got to wrestle. Like Andrade yeah. was in there. Ember yep. Moon was in there. I thought... I don't necessarily think that should be habit because then it's no. just too predictable. But it's yeah. a nice kind of touch. Yeah. Did anyone um, else from NXT show up for the women? I know Adam Cole showed up in the Men's Royal Rumble, but I don't think so. I think it was just Ember. Oh, uh, Kyrie Zane. Kyrie Zane. Oh, yeah, Kyrie Zane was there. Without Our the pirate wheel. princess. Without the wheel. Yeah, well, she, you know, she can't bring that wheel everywhere. Uh, let's see. Sasha was good. Becky was good. Nia did great. How did you feel about the last, say, four people in that match? What was it? Asuka, Sasha, and both Bellas. <laughs> Let me put it this way. In a match where the iconic duo did not get to make an appearance, I was somewhat disappointed that Brie Bella was in that match. Well, and, and I got some Nikki. Flack. Nikki, I understand. I got some flack for this comment on Twitter. Um, mm. But I was like, we had two WrestleManias ago, and granted it was on the pre-show, we had essentially a retirement ceremony for Brie Bella. Like, sure. It was that big multi-woman tag match, and at the end they all celebrated and put Brie up on their shoulders. So when she came back, I was like, now, granted, I don't think she's going to come back and wrestle a full-time thing, but no, I, I didn't need to see it. Um, I enjoyed that Nikki turned on her sister. I thought that was appropriate. Like she does enjoyed, every time. I enjoyed yep. getting to tell Mrs. Matthews the story of how Nikki once told Brie uh -huh. that she wished she died in the womb, 
And how that did she was, react to that? That's not very nice. <laughs> Actually, I, I think, think she, that's I think the point. It, I think she took it a little more strongly than that. Like, why would you need to say something like that? Um, so, yeah, was Nikki the last, the second, the last one? Was she the last one they threw out? Or was yeah. It Sasha? Um, no, Sasha got eliminated by the Bellas? Probably. And then... Bree was then eliminated, Nikki eliminated by Nikki. Bree, and then Asuka eliminated Nikki. I think so, yeah. I I would, would again, not the where how I would have done it, but I had no problem with it. And while I do think it's a little early, your girl, your home girl there, the love of your life, Asuka. Entrant number 25. She's going to WrestleMania. Who do you think she's going to wrestle? Um, I. It should be Alexa because everything they tell us is that the Raw's championships are more prestigious. Um, but I want her to wrestle Charlotte. She's she didn't show up on SmackDown. That feels more prestigious to me. And then Rousey showed up. Rowdy um, Ronda show. Rousey. What, no, what show she, did you show up on? On the road. Oh, you talking about uh, the sounds of, from the sounds of it? The next time we will see her on WWE TV is at WrestleMania. Well, that's because she still doesn't know how to wrestle. Yeah, and she's going to spend every waking moment between then and now, between then and now, learning it. Right. You Although supposedly so. she's been at the Performance Center for a while. I'd like to believe that maybe she knows what she's doing and, and yeah. she's really committed. So we'll see how that goes. So on Raw, Asuka comes out to get congratulated by guest commentator Stephanie McMahon. Did it feel like she just had a list of one-liners she was just checking off? Yes. Yeah. A lot of people are like... I was I really she, glad that she was on commentary. I thought she did a nice job. And I was like, I think you're crazy. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then Sasha interrupts, and they had a very nice one-on-one match. And people were like, oh, man, Sasha's going to win. Because we're having a female elimination chamber um, for the title. Alexa's defending against five other women in the chamber. And so they were like, oh, Sasha's going to win the title, and it's going to be Sasha versus Asuka. And I'm like, isn't that insulting to Alexa Bliss, who has spent the last year kind yeah. of – anchoring uh-huh. this division and you're going to take the belt off of her in time for WrestleMania. That feels wrong to me. I hope it's Alexa. Now the, the thing that I, I saw that, you know, I, I, I saw in my mind's eye was Oscar. Cause and again, in my, I'm trying, I'm trying to come up with a narrative that gets me Charlotte versus Oscar at WrestleMania. Cause this is what I want to see personally. And I could see Oscar saying, well, I may not be the champion, but I've already beaten Alexa Bliss. They had that match a couple weeks ago on Raw. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. So I could totally see Asuka coming out and saying, like, I may not have beaten you for the championship, but I've beaten you. Charlotte is still is is still worth conquering. You know what I mean? I could see them going that direction with it, and I would love that. The other part is that they made a point of saying multiple times during the Royal Rumble that the winners of the Royal Rumbles could challenge for any belt they wanted or either belt. 
And then if you're going to have Shinsuke stay on SmackDown and Asuka stay on Raw, what was the point? Besides maybe putting the idea in our minds that something could happen. A little bit of intrigue there. I suppose. But yeah, you you tend to think that they wouldn't mention it unless they were planning on pulling the trigger on it. I hope you're right. But I think they're going to go with the obvious Charlotte Rousey, you know. As somebody said, Ronda Rousey goes to WWE to wrestle Ric Flair's daughter is probably the biggest headline they can have. I think her t-shirt said Hot Ronda as opposed to Hot Rod. Yeah. I thought that was pretty dumb. Just going to throw it out there. apparently is a Rousey Piper connection that I'm sure they will tell us in multiple promo packages leading up to WrestleMania. But. Oh, didn't you know? Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper was her inspiration for everything that Ronda ever did in MMA. Did she I literally miss, said that. Did I miss the UFC match? Where Rhonda hit Holly Holm with a coconut? I think you're missing when Rowdy Roddy Piper ever had an MMA match. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, maybe she saw They Live a bunch, and that was her inspiration for going into the UFC? I don't know. Because that, that movie has like a 15-minute back alley fight scene. So, I mean, that you know, maybe. I don't right. know. Very quickly before we get to the emails... Uh, Jonathan Coachman, returning to WWE, join the Raw announced team. Your thoughts? Great. Um, I was never a giant fan of Jonathan Coachman, but you know what? He's played his cards right in this in this lifetime. He, he had a very, seemed like a successful stint over at ESPN. He had to have been involved in rekindling that relationship between ESPN and WWE. Mm-hmm. So by all means, come home, get a nice cushy job, and... While I said it, like I can say, I, I never thought I was a big fan of his. I can't ever remember being particularly put off by him. He did a nice job. It was he, Michael Cole, and Corey Graves had a nice. And that's the other thing I was going to say. He's replacing Booker T, which means it can only be a net positive. Like I, I like Booker T, but he was not the best choice for commentary. I am just sad that. On that show where we get Rosie Reigns, King Booker would have had to be on commentary. <laughs> I mean, he could still be there. I mean, you know, he could, he, could, he could show back up. The Dudley Boys are entering the WWE Hall of Fame. Great. They deserve it. The, mo- the most highly decorated tag team ever, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. why not? The Elimination Chamber, as it currently stands for the men, Braun Strowman, John Cena, and Elias. Strange. Elias. You know who's not winning? John Cena? <laughs> Elias. Uh, so, again, I part of me feels like this is that whole Becky Lynch Bray Wyatt thing where I want Braun Strowman to win. I want him to end WrestleMania holding the Universal title and then eating the set. I just want him to eat the title. I want him to hold it up and then just take a bite out of it. Like it's hurl up. <laughs> exactly. Um, so here's the thing. If it's really not going to be Reigns, and I don't think that's a foregone conclusion. My, it's in my heart that I don't want it to be Reigns only because I think he's main evented the last three manias. Like, I don't... At this point, it's not even that I have 
you know, negative feelings towards Reigns or a vendetta or whatever. It's just let's just please just just Parody. give us something Parody. else. Yeah. Yeah. Taker, Lesnar, Hunter. Yeah. Okay, so I guess Taker wasn't the main event. No, it was. It closed the show. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, you're right. It did. Because it ended it did with close the, the Taker stuff in the Yeah, right. Right. So I, I just... So part of me just doesn't want it to be him. And so Braun seems like the logical thing. Everybody's high on him. It seems yeah. like the company's high on him. But I will say they've been using him in the main event awful frequently the last few months. You, you think if they were really going to go with him for Mania, they maybe would have kept that in reserve. It, the, what part sold, of me... What sold me out... Well, yes... I mean, part of me thinks, and this is the other match, if it's not going to be Reigns, if it's not going to be Strowman, the only other one that I think makes sense is John Cena. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but Cena winning his 17th title at Mania against Brock Lesnar finally putting down the Beast's reign. Like, I have no that's a story. That. I have no problem That's with that. a story. Or, or, how about Brock Lesnar just wins? It doesn't matter who he's facing. He just wins. Elias. <laughs> is that possible? Could Brock Lesnar, could, is, is it possible? That Brock Lesnar could survive WrestleMania this year and remain the WWE Universal Champion. Yes. I think so, too. Yes. If Brock Lesnar wrestles Roman Reigns, I think Brock Lesnar wins. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. And again, it depends on the contract and stuff, but part of me thinks... That's such a cushy job. Like, you go in, you wrestle a handful of big matches a year. You, you know, you've got all of this... You've got Paul Heyman, so you don't even need to do a huge amount of talking. Paul Heyman does a lot of the work for you. The rumor is Paul Heyman will be uh, the advocate for Ronda Rousey, which I'm not a fan of because I want Paul Heyman to never advocate for anyone after Brock Lesnar. Agreed. But... So I could easily see him want to, you know, be like, I'll stick around another year. Sure. Why not? Uh, but more than likely, I, I'm i all for John Cena winning the chamber. I'm all for – and the fans will be excited for it because it's not Roman Reigns. Agreed. Um, I feel like there was one other thing. Nah. Oh, well. Must not have been that important. We have emails, which are super important. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. To email, to email, what, what, to email. Our first email comes from DDT Bestie Glenn, and the subject line is, Step into my TARDIS. I get that reference. Good evening, guys. Writing this email on Monday night after what was a great rumble. While I was watching not only some of the best current women wrestlers, but also some greats of the past doing a great job, I thought of this question. If you could travel back in a time machine to the time when they were in their peak, which of the ladies from yesteryear would you bring to the women's roster 2018 and expect them to do well? Thanks as always, Glenn. Oscar. <laughs> traveling back in time to Sunday. Yep. <laughs> did you, um, you know did what? You... Here's here's a here's another obstructionist way of answering this question. Uh, I don't need a time machine, Glenn, because Molly Holly looks phenomenal, better shape than she was a decade ago. Let's just put her in the division right now. Forget Mickey James. Let's bring Molly Holly back. 
I will say, point I want to give credit to WWE because I forgot about the Trish Stratus Mickey James feud until they had that face off and they're both just kind of chuckling to themselves and I was like, sure. oh yeah, nice the callback. stalker thing. Um, after the you know Rumble, who else I think was in better physical shape and better per- and performed better Trish than Stratus. they ever did. Trish, well, Trish Stratus was in phenomenal shape, but also Tori Wilson. Yeah, I think Tori really Wilson looked a better performer than she was back in the day. I had it. I had the sound on at this point, and they're like, uh, "She's a web fitness trainer and blogger." And from the other side of the hotel room, Mrs. Matthews goes, <laughs> "And I was uh-huh. like, what? She's like, they have web fitness trainers.' It's like apparently, apparently. All I can say is that I mean, so again, like, not to be a complete jerk about this question, but there were plenty of women who I would prefer to have their current incarnations mm-hmm. than from yesteryear. Let me ask you this question. After watching the Women's Royal Rumble, yeah. would you want to see a women's only wrestling show? If Molly I mean, Holly, I want... You wanted to see it before. I wanted but, to see it before, so but yes. If they, but if they brought back Molly Holly or Trish Stratus, even if it was temporary or something yeah. like that, like they have the talent now. They did pull off... 30 women, with the exception of maybe Kelly Kelly, there was nobody in that rumble that I was like, what are you doing here? I really thought they were going to have to make Lillian Garcia wrestle. They did not. I will say, I was very surprised by the number of returning wrestlers. I did not expect there to be that many. I Mm -hmm. thought they would go heavy on NXT. So I was pleasantly surprised. To go back to Glenn's question, I will answer it honestly, because I'll pick two women who are deceased. Luna Vachon... Share uh, sensational Sherry. How about China? That would be fine. But if you could bring back sensational Sherry or Luna Vachon, because they're not, they look, you know, we talk about how Paige is the anti diva. Luna Vachon had shaved sides of her head and painted veins on her face. Bull Makano would be another name I would pick. Um, well, I mean, Ruby Riot's got a shaved side of her head. I suppose. But just somebody like that who's not, you know, I think that would be great. Sure. Sure. Yep, those are good. Those are good choices. versus Sasha Banks, that would be fun. Thank you for the email, Glenn, G.A. WrestleNut. The next one comes from Danielle. Similar question, maybe. Time is an illusion. Hello! Now, since we are on the road to WrestleMania... <laughs> Why are you reading it like that? <laughs> Don't forget to go back and listen to TTT WrestleMania tracks available on DDT Wrestling. What's a DDT WrestleMania track? My Opus from last year. Oh, your Opus. If you could rebook one <laughs> WrestleMania from history, which one would you change? And then how would you? And then how would that one affect wrestling history and time? Cheers. Danielle, we love you. I don't know why Doc Manson at Doc Manson is mocking your voice. I'm not. I don't even know what her voice sounds like. How could I mock her voice if I don't even know what she sounds like? But would you get tired of it? It was just a silly voice. Okay. I did Um, Casey on the last one. I figured I'd try something new. All right. I'm going to read the next one like Scooby-Doo. How about that? (laughs) If you could rebook one WrestleMania from history, which one would you change? Um, I would change the first one. I'd make it into a giant disaster, and it would end the WWE right then and there. And then I'd be free for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, would, I'm kidding. I would rebook WrestleMania 9. 9? That's where Bret Hart uh, wrestles Yokozuna 
and then Hulk Hogan, Yokozuna wins. Isn't that the one with um, Bobby the Brain grinding backwards on yes, the camera? Yes, that part I'd keep, but it's the end. Yeah, you have to keep that part. What are you, crazy? It's, it's Hulk Hogan showing up and winning the title from Yokozuna. Yeah, I was all right with that. I thought it was a slap in the face. As, as a big Bret Hart fan at the time, who did not like Hulk Hogan very much, I thought it was a big slap in the face to Hulk Hogan. I was, and then Hulk Hogan leaves like four months later and goes to WCW. You could have seen, and it would have changed. It would have affected wrestling history. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are you going to give an honest answer, or are you going to go for WrestleMania 1 so you can be free of me and- <laughs> Um, if I had to, I would probably rebook. Huh. It's a tricky question because there's a lot, you know. I mean, you could go back to some of like, like WrestleMania 2. What happened at WrestleMania 2? Hulk Hogan wrestled King Kong Bundy in a steel cage. Right. Bobby Piper fought Mr. T in a boxing match. Uh-huh. Like, I could rebook WrestleMania 2 because... Frankly, I don't think it's very memorable otherwise. Mm-hmm. But then, but when I start thinking about like anything else, like there's too much I think to like about most WrestleManias. Um, I don't know. You could go back to last year and have Roman Reigns not be the one to. You could change. I the streak. thought about that. You could change but... the streak. Brock Lesnar not beating the Undertaker. No, even that I think was appropriate. So I... the Miz wrestling John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania. Okay, I mean, I wasn't ready for it at the time, but all right. Looking back on it, I can say the Miz has had a career where he definitely deserved all that. So he I, has, he has. Indeed. I mean, yeah. So I don't our know, next, man. Our next email comes from Nate. Go, Scooby, go. Me, hello, friends. Do I really believe that we get something different than Robert and Roman? I firmly believe we can. Have Braun win the chamber, then Roman just insert himself because he can. What if Seth ends up winning somehow? Sorry, just ranting now. Where does Alexa rank in your book in history of women's wrestlers? Where's your least favorite holiday? What's your least favorite holiday? Have a great one, DC and Doc, your pal, the Nates. Isn't Alexa Bliss on our list already? Did we rank Alexa Bliss? I think we did. I don't know. Maybe. I'm go look. I can't remember. It's been too long. What's your least but favorite? But he does ho- say in our book in history of women's wrestlers. It's a little different than the list, so. Um, well, still, what's your least favorite holiday? Um, Your birthday. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's three days before your birthday. <laughs> Arbor Day? I, I don't know. We have Alexa Bliss ranked as the 18th greatest wrestler in history. And in women's history, she trails only Sasha Banks and Natalia and Emma. So she's fourth. Yeah, I mean, list. I just the thing with Alexa ranking in the history books, it's just I think it's too soon. Yeah. I mean, I think she probably has a place in there somewhere, but well, I mean, if she stopped wrestling tomorrow, I don't know if I would remember Alexa Bliss in 10 years. Wow. I mean, honestly, like she had a great year this year, but can you tell me who was women's champion a decade ago? I mean, uh, Nobody. I don't know. Well, Nobody. Diva's champion. Uh, Eve. Yeah, probably. That's just a guess. Uh, So going through your questions, do either of us believe we can get something different than Brock vs. Roman? Clearly, yes, we've said that. 
Where does Alexa rank? Um, she's up there, I think, if she lasts. You know, I think she will be memorable because of the whole women's revolution thing. I think she will be as time well. Time will tell. Yeah. What is my least favorite holiday? Uh, maybe New Year's Eve, only because... <laughs> You're not going to bed at 7. <laughs> I have to stay up late. I have to, I have to sleep. Although you made it to midnight this year, didn't you? I did, in fact. We did not. We didn't even try. We we were just like, 10 o'clock, going to bed. What are ya. your thoughts on Valentine's Day? It's fine. I think it's perfectly good to have a day where one celebrates the love that you have for another human being. And don't get me wrong, you can celebrate that every day of the year, and you should. But you know what? To have a special day on the calendar where it gets called out, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's capitalist bullshit, if you're being... (laughs) Well, I mean, isn't everything? Yes, but the fact that, you know, I don't know. I Valentine's Day is fine. Uh, the 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 flowers and the cards and the chocolates and all of that. It, it it's all lovely and good. But so Lewis, what you're saying Lewis is Black's, you're not going to get Mrs. Matthews flowers on Valentine's Day. I'd rather get her flowers for her birthday or just because. Okay, but do, do you get her flowers just because? Yes. Do you get her flowers on her birthday? Not every year, but I've done it multiple times. On well, what's wrong with also getting her flowers on a day where you give bouquets people flowers? Are, bouquets and roses are priced higher on Valentine, leading up to Valentine's Day. Plus, if you want to get them, let's say Valentine's Day is on a Wednesday this year. So if I want to get them delivered to her at work, which is what I do when I send her flowers much of the time, then you've got to deal with all of the other people. So it's a hassle. And they probably charge more for delivery. I'm leading up to Valentine's Day. Which is why you should get your flowers from Costco. Is that what you do? No, but I was looking around, and they have they have 50 stemmed stems of roses for $50, free delivery. I would. It's ridiculous. I would rather get her val- roses on, like, February 16th or February 12th. and just Because then I can be the cheap. Hey, baby, I love you, but not enough to spend the money. I only buy the flowers when they're cheap. I have a very fiscally conscious wife. She would actually appreciate that. Ooh, get that motor running. Our last email. (laughs) Don't worry, fans. I don't think it's fair to call this an email. (laughs) Our last treatise. Our last (laughs) essay. Can I read this one as Scooby? No, you can't. You could try, but you can't. Yeah, the last of comes, of course, from the P underscore A underscore V. It is Pav. And Pav says, greetings from Birmingham. After the celebratory stuff from last week, it's time to get back to business. Stephanie, Beverly, and Bethany have gone home. And now it's time to talk wrestling in depth. I still don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. Pav. Help me Let out. No. That said, who are I'm, these ladies? I'm proud of last week's milestone. As I have said before, I may be an NAI Patreon. I may have wrote for the rant with Ant, but DDT Wrestling is my home in this neighborhood. It's well, where I came you. through the ranks. 
Doc, you are a rare find with your infographs. No one analyzes stuff like you. While DC, you are the number one opinion leader on wrestling on the entire internet. I've always said that I, and by extension we, deserve more praise. And I gotta tell you, Pav, you're hitting all the buttons. I'm the number one opinion leader. I think that means I have more opinions than anyone with my 118,000 tweets. Is that how many tweets you have? 118,000. I might still have less than 10,000. Let's look. You look. I'm reading this email. 9,363. I have... Okay. Well, <laughs> I need a life. <laughs> I like you, you to turn around. I like you to turn around and look at your I wall. I was about to do that. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I, have, I have a life. Look at my wall of sticky notes. I like to point out the yellow ones almost look phallic with a nice ball sack. <laughs> almost not quite but almost man I wish it looked like that seriously <laughs> spit take spit take I just lost my water <laughs> oh we're gonna need a towel <laughs> worth it <laughs> Oh. Oh. All right, back to Pav's email there. No one yeah. realizes stuff like you. Now, my topic. Big Show said on Talk is Jericho that if you shout at the younger talent, they fold like tinfoil. John Cena, who although represents millennials, grew up in the 70s and 80s and always praises Vince's yelling nature. Interesting, a man who represents millennials but grew up in another era. Think about that a moment. Um, My question, how does WWE nurture millennial talent? What differences in approach? Is the tough love approach no longer oh, the way? Um, just just to, to analyze like nobody else, Pav, um, John Cena was born in 1977. He is a millennial. Yeah. But he, yeah, so he grew up, I suppose, in the 80s. He did not grow up in the 70s. I guess technically he did, but. Yeah, um, the Nielsen ratings considers millennials from 1977 to mid-90s, I think. So um, any birthday in there. So, yeah, John Cena represents and is a millennial. Huh. Anyways, continue. As are we. We are. Weird. So how does WWE nurture millennial talent? DC and Doc. You have worked in education for many years. What are differences you have encountered in teaching styles and communication from the 80s and 90s to millennials? Well, we can talk there was no about... such thing. There was no such thing as a visual learner, um, I feel like, more than 10 years ago. No, the modalities of learning is certainly something that's relatively new. People were talking about it, but... And right. again, now, we grew up in the 80s, the late 80s and early 90s, but then again, we were not sitting in rows in classrooms and reciting multiplication tables and doing all of that. There was, you know, we've talked when we 
reflected on high school a couple of weeks ago. We talked about projects and things like that. There was, you know, a difference to it. Now you've worked in higher education, mm. so you can and you've done this for a while because you were doing labs. I think even back when we were roommates. Sure. So yep. what have you noticed as a change? Is this generation more mamby pamby, or do they feel more entitled than the other than a previous generation? Um, I. It's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to judge like my own generation because I was a part of it. Sure. But, and this is probably just you know old man Doc Manson talking, but I feel like students college students anyways are no longer in college taking classes to learn the material they're there to get an a like they they come to you and it's not i want to understand this it's what do i have to do to get an a um i feel like there's less of an emphasis on actually understanding the material and as opposed to just getting through it Okay. Um, I, I feel like that's a difference. But again, that could just be personal bias talking. When you were in college, low those many years ago, undergrad, right. were you in those classes to learn the material or were you in those classes to get an A? I think a little bit of column A and a little <clears throat> bit of column B. But I think, again, we sort of we're, – we're the start of – we're near the beginning of the millennial generation. So I, I, I think that – when I talk about people who were there to learn, I think I'm even talking about those before us, not necessarily mm -hmm. us. But again, that's just my impression of something that I'm not a part of. Because so. I'll say from my experience, general education classes, I was there to – well, no, technically I was not often there. <laughs> I, I wanted to pass and do well. I didn't really, and I feel bad about this. I've said this before. I regret this now. I don't re did not really start paying attention and really actually wanting to learn the material until I started taking education classes, which at the university that we both went to wasn't until I was an upperclassman. Right. So <clears throat> those first few years, I was taking like I was taking courses because they fit with the schedule I wanted to keep, and I thought I would do well in them. I wasn't taking classes like, oh, I want to learn Bio 102. It was, what's the easiest science class I can take? And I, I can, I can honestly that. say I don't think I ever did that. I think I was always taking the classes that I felt like I needed mm -hmm. for my major. Well, and but that's it. You were a science major from the beginning, were you not? True, I was, yep. I was not, you know, I did not get into the School of Education until I was a junior. So sure. those first two years, I'm taking classes that I think will benefit me. But at the same time, I'm taking the classes to get the good grades so that I will be accepted into the school. Right. So it's a different situation. And, you know, going back to Pav's topic, you know, I teach small children. I've found the difference in the parents more than the small children because now the parents of these kids – are either my age, some are a little older, and in many cases, some are younger. I am now older than these parents who have children in elementary school. Mm. And 
I found a difference in them. Those first few years, like parents were interested. Parents wanted to come see what was happening in the classroom. Now, maybe it's because I've built a reputation at the school as opposed to being, you know, a stranger those first few years. I'm not sure parents look at report cards. I'm not sure parents really take an interest in what I'm sending home. Like it's, they, I, I yeah, you know, I often find that I, I'm not sure that they care. And again, it's elementary school, but still. So yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen it more in that. So let's go. Pav's email is not done. No. Big Show also talked about how the millennial talent hang out, whereas before they would be competing and keep people at arm's length. Kevin Nash even said that Vince said to him, talent want to be anointed instead of chasing dreams. I myself have attended various leadership courses and have to say that comfort zones are dead zones, and you must be comfortable with the humiliated version of yourself to be comfortable feeling like the cool guy. Your thoughts are not you. You are a soul that at any time can be made to adopt either of the cool guy or embarrassed guy characters. The man driving a Ferrari can walk out of his car into a puddle of mud. If money is really a strong identity, then why were people committing suicide in the 1929 Wall Street crash? I'm lost. Pop, you lost me. Because they lost all their money? Yeah. Yeah, Pav, I I love you, Pav, but you lost me with this paragraph. I got I, no. I mean, I was there through the Ferrari. I'm with you through the Ferrari. Continue. My point is, talent shouldn't fold like tinfoil. You have to be comfortable with both versions of yourself. So I guess the idea is, <clears throat> you have to be okay failing. Yeah. Right. I. Now, again, we're not backstage at WWE, but, uh, like, Tyler Breeze is famous on Twitter for when people are like, aren't you upset you're getting buried? He's like, no, because I'm getting paid to do what I love. Right. I I mean, I think that that goes back to, um, you know, the business is very different now. It's, It's, everybody knows it's a work, so... It's not like that you have these pretenses where if you were going to be seen in a bar, you couldn't be with your arch rivals. You know what I mean? Yeah. At this point, everybody knows it's just a job. You're just working. You're all just athletes performing a choreography together. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of that old school mentality that Big Show's talking about or Kevin Nash and Vince, whatever, like, it just it died with that part of the business. And I actually feel like that's something that WWE has struggled with. They, they have to realize that they really are an entertainment product, which is strange to say about the WWE, right? They've been trying for years to convince us that they think they're a sports entertainment company. But if they really thought that they were entertainment, they would go out there and just be entertaining. They would go out there and let guys be goofy. They would go out there and I know that's what they're doing right now. But I'm saying they struggled with it for years. Oh, yes. Okay. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, but they're, they're, they are finally, I think, getting there. They're, they've worked Ride through along, that pre Southpaw. Yes. Mi- even this mixed match, match challenge. They are embracing the fact that they are an entertainment company that can put on multiple shows at one time. Right. You know, you can I, put again. out Southpaw Regional Wrestling, and those same actors will then play other characters in other yeah. venues. 
I think that was just that was a mentality that took a long time for them to work through. That's and I think that millennials are going to respond to this. Like this, I you know, I don't think they did anything with it. But Daniel Bryan showed up on a YouTube video talking about that SmackDown was going to start having a ranking, the SmackDown Top Ten, and it was huh. going to be a ranking system that the fans were going to have a part of, and it was going to help them, I guess, meaning Shane and Daniel Bryan, decide who was deserving of future opportunities. I don't know that anything came of that on this week's SmackDown, because I didn't watch, full disclosure. But, um, but it's, you know, it's an interesting, but then again, we have to go back to Pop's email. You never fail in life. It's success, success, impasse. Take the feedback and keep going. Do you believe that? Do you ne- do you believe that you never fail in life? I mean, I guess it I think on if your definition you of the word fail, if you try something and you don't succeed, as long as you learn from it, I wouldn't call it a failure. Yeah, I guess that's what he's going with too. In the the book, The Chimp Paradox, they talk about your emotional brain being five times stronger than your logical brain. Maybe the talent aren't as mentally tough. I just, I don't think it's the same thing anymore, personally. But this is coming from a dirty millennial. We are living in a world where everyone gets a trophy. Yeah. Uh, But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I mean... Not necessarily, I guess. We'll have to see in hindsight. In 20 years, we might, you know, people might be looking back at this and going, oh, man, we lost our edge and all of this sort of stuff. But, again, as a... Hard to say while you're in it. In conclusion, how does WWE continue to grow in a millennial generation? Studies show consistently taking selfies are a result of insecurity and that they are taken to gain stimulation from likes and retweets. We see wrestlers take them, but they already get likes. I wonder what millennial traits you see from wrestlers that show a difference between older generations. Perhaps it's wrestlers not happy with their push taking long. In a generation with Amazon Prime delivery, where we must have everything now, now, now. What do you guys think? Fun fact number 13. If 33 million people held hands, they could make it all the way around the equator, where they would be very hot. The P underscore A underscore V. Part of I don't me, know, Pav. I think if uh, I think if they try to go all the way around the equator, the ones over the ocean would probably sink. <laughs> Part of me also thinks, yeah, the difference between older generations <clears throat> is that they didn't have social media or a phone that was also a camera that was also a portal to the world's information in their pocket. Correct. Um, if the Randy immediate- Savage had come up in this area, his junk would be plastered all over the internet. Yeah, I mean, this is actually something else that kind of goes back to his question about students and, you know, teaching styles and things. I don't know if it's really a teaching style thing as as much as um, a learning style slash issue. But I I will say that's something else that I, I notice about students today is they frequently confuse access to knowledge with understanding it. Um, they'll say, oh, I can look that up on Google. It's on Wikipedia. I know this. That's reading someone else's words that you were able to search for and find is not the same thing 
as actually demonstrating competency with that concept. I agree. Um, it's a surface level knowledge, not a deep knowledge. Correct. And I think yep. that's very frequent now. I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, as we head towards that dangerous 90 minute mark, what is your piece of positivity, Doc Manson, heading into this week? She won the Women's Royal Rumble match. She did. The first. It was pretty good. The first Women's mm-hmm. Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. You know, you start talking about trends and things and how number 27 is the uh, number in the Royal in the Men's Royal Rumble most likely to win. We can start tracking those stats from, from ground zero here. Number 25 is the most likely to win now, and we'll see how that grows in the future. I'm going to do something slightly out of character for myself um, and I'm going to pat us on the back with my piece of positivity last episode DDT episode I believe 112 I think Doc Manson's about to pull up the current statistics for us uh, is possibly right now already in our top 10 for most listened to podcasts despite the fact that it's only been a week Last I remember seeing it, it was right around 430 downloads. 434. It is three behind getting into the top ten. Isn't, so 434, isn't 434 CM Punk or is that 454? No idea. Okay. I try not to think about that, man. Well, either way. Uh, I would yeah. like, to, like to take a moment to thank all of the bots in the world <laughs> who have somehow stumbled their way upon this feed, downloaded this episode without listening to it or sharing it with any friends. Uh, all of our success is due to you, oh glorious bot overlords. Thank you. I don't Thank care. you so very much. I don't care. We have a show that is almost in the top ten, and it came out a week ago. Uh I feel like the road to WrestleMania is going to be great for DDT. And I just, my piece of positivity is us seemingly, seemingly stop looking up stats to disappoint me. Stop. In the last three weeks, 494 downloads have come from Tokyo. (laughs) We're huge in Japan. We're just, (laughs) I've heard that before. Uh, If you are listening and you are from Japan, and clearly you you must be because more people in Tokyo are listening to this than the rest of the world combined. Um, I would like you to write in an email. I know you speak at least some English there, so I'd like to know what's up with you. What's going on? To Let me know about your life. We'll read it on the end. Yeah. What's, what's up, up with, that? with that? Yeah. Let us know. I apologize to all those Japanese fans who have downloaded, expecting this to be a podcast about DDT Pro Wrestling, only to be sorely disappointed. I've always thought that was a problem with the name of our show. Well, we can change it at any point. Maybe. Kind of. Sort of. Uh, I'm thinking Doc Manson's Talk Hour, or, or something something that really puts the emphasis on Doc Manson. Starring DC Matthews. I think you said that at one point. Doc Talk. Starring DC Matthews. I did suggest that, but I'm thinking we cut that last part now. I think now, so now it's, it's just... just the happy fun. If we want to be big in Japan, we need to be the happy fun Doc Manson hour. There we go. I'm happy with that. All right. Well, either way, congratulations to us for something that probably means nothing but made me happy. Yeah. Um, it's WrestleMania as season. A, as a millennial. And yes, it is WrestleMania season. WWE did a very nice job for the most part these last few days. So, I'm excited. Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, is excited. 
anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that glorious Thursday evening? More snow in the forecast. Shut your mouth. Sorry. And same time next week? Same time next week. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Until we meet again, my friends, we will see you around the neighborhood.